0: will feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Our guest today is Kimberly Visek, and Kimberly is the Chief Learning Officer for Build-A-Team Consultants. Kimberly, thanks for being with us.
1: Thanks, Lynn, for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Certainly Right now, building a team and trying to work on talent development are key mm-hmm. needs in the construction industry, in every industry. How did you get to where you are right now and what does a chief learning officer do?
1: <laughs> uh, good question. So I'm very fortunate to have gotten into leadership, human resources, actually about 30 years ago. Um, and I quickly realized that having a team and Having a team and helping a team succeed was an adrenaline rush for me. And so I found a career path that would allow me to partner with not only organizations, but team members and helping them be successful, being the best self that they could be every single day.
0: So is this an individual operation? Do you work with individuals? Do you work with groups? How do do you go about that? What's the process?
1: Yeah, I was in corporate America for about 24 years or so, which then it was individual. And then I decided to venture out on my own and start a business with a partner of mine. And with that point, we switched to more company-based. So we work with a variety of companies and a variety of industries, helping them maybe at the company level, but also at the individual level as well within the company.
0: When you look at what's going on in the economy today in this post-COVID world, workforce and working with fewer people working with smarter people seems to be something i hear about every day what are we doing to find people what are we doing to help people do a better job how does your build a team consultants fit into that whole problem
1: so we really look at organizations and their entire talent strategy and so what we do is we help an organization look at what is their business goals so what are they trying to accomplish in the next six months year two years three years and then back that up to say well based on what your goals are do you have the talent to accomplish those goals so we might look at internal promotions we might look at developing current teams upskilling them Or we might actually help an organization look at external hires and go through every step of that process to say, what does the ideal candidate look like? What team are they going to be on? How are they going to fit within the overall scope of that organization? What is their leader like? How do they lead? Um, And then give them the tools and the resources so that when they find the right person, they're going to put them on the right team and they're going to set them up for success, which ultimately is setting the organization up for success.
0: Now, how do you assess the current talent? What process do you go through there?
1: So we actually really look at ourselves as an extension to an organization. We're not a staffing service, we're not a, oh tell me that you want a new plumber and we'll look at our database of plumbers and give you a couple of resumes to choose from. We really look at it as an extension. So we start out with a discovery session with an organization and really become one with them to say, Tell us about your culture. Tell us about your long-term goals. What does the ideal plumber look like? What are what do you want from them? What does success look like? And help them then build that ideal team member profile. It can be job descriptions. We also want to put in all the legalities around that. Sure you know, making sure uh, we've got all those pieces in place and then helping them with interviewing. How do you interview for the ideal plumber? Just because they show up and they say, oh, I've been a plumber for five years, hire me. Well, that might not be the right person for the organization. They might be the right person for another one, but maybe not for you. And so really asking a lot of open-ended questions designed to learn every aspect of that business and help them be successful.
0: What are some of the biggest challenges that you see your clients running up against that, oh my God, I better call Bill the team right now because I don't know where to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's a couple of different things. One, turnover. Uh, they hire people, they bring them on, they last three or four months, and then they quit. Well, reality is, is that's expensive. A that's lot of a organizations- That's a big issue say, oh, right oh,
0: now. There's gosh. so many people ghosting and there's so much yes. turnaround going on right yes. now.
1: Companies don't necessarily understand the amount of revenue and cost that goes into turnover. On average, you know, an an hourly team member can cost an organization upwards of five to $6,000 just to have that person leave. If you're talking about a, a salesperson or a salary person, you're now looking at one or two years worth of their salary that you've lost with that person leaving you. That's a lot of money. So really tying that into the organization and helping them see why are they leaving? If it was the right person in the beginning, why did they leave you?
0: Was it them or was it me?
1: Yes. You know, I was like to say, did they quit before they ever started? Or did, well, you're just the best job offer for them. And so they took it. Well, we can actually analyze that process and walk backwards and say, did you ask them the right questions? Was it really a right fit? Did you hire a body because you were so tired of doing five people's jobs that you just hired the warm body? I did it as a leader. We've all done it at some point. So how do we fix those gaps so that it doesn't happen again? It's not foolproof. You know, we're all going to make mistakes, but how can we make sure that it doesn't happen again and and find those gaps?
0: Well, it seems to me like I've read that most people leave their current job not because of compensation or because of they get too dirty or it's too cold or too hot. It's because their immediate supervisor, there's a problem there. So how do you deal with that issue?
1: Yes, we do a lot with leadership development. You're absolutely right, Len. People quit for one of two reasons. They're quitting because one, it's really not the right fit, it's not the right culture, it's not the right job, or I've left because this is the best job. I love it, but I can't stand my supervisor. I don't get any direction. I don't get any support. I don't get what I need to be successful. So therefore, they're going to quit and go on someplace else. They don't want to be miserable.
0: What are you finding with your clients right now as far as where they're going? I think a lot of people are increasing their work force they're hiring Mm -hmm. more people they're looking to grow and from what i hear they're really having trouble finding qualified people
1: yeah you know it it's been a benefit that the unemployment benefits have been there for a while that's been a really great thing it's also can hinder um hiring Um, i i'm of the school of thought some people maybe disagree but i'm the school of thought that says if they really want to work, if somebody really wants to work, they're not sitting at home on the couch collecting unemployment. They're out there trying to find a job because there are a lot of people out there trying to find jobs. There really are. And that's the person that you want. To, if for a company to say, oh, I can't find anyone because they're just collecting unemployment so they don't want to work, that's probably not the person you want working for you anyways.
0: Where are you finding the big mismatches between talent and need? Mismatch
1: between talent and need. Uh, you well, know what? I'd say with construction, it's really the skill set, probably. You know, there is definitely a gap between helping kids in school, helping them see that there are a lot of great careers out there. You don't necessarily need to go to a four year college, you don't necessarily need to go into a path that maybe you don't want to go to. And so to be able to see that trades are is a great source of income right away. I can start working immediately after I've learned. I've got something that I'm proud of. You know, we all are wired a certain way and we're all wired to do certain things. And there is a large group of population that is wired to work with their hands. They want that day-to-day interaction and they want to be able to step back and say, I did that.
0: And at the same time, I think a lot of our folks are really struggling to find those project managers, those construction leaders, the estimators, the folks that are more in what you would consider the white collar level Mm -hmm. of construction. There's a significant need there also, and I would guess that's something you really have to work pretty hard to find those folks.
1: Yeah, we're doing a lot right now with veterans organizations as well, because there's such a great skill there that can be overlooked sometimes on a resume. Sometimes we don't always stop to think about what does that mean for me? Oh, well, they're in 20 years in the army. That's, I want a project manager. What does that mean? But then when you actually drill down and say that every skill that they learned and what they did on day-to-day actually fits the role perfectly, we just maybe need to spin it a little bit differently.
0: So you're really looking at, non-traditional it's not all high school kids or college kids
1: no no apprenticeship programs veterans even you know there's a second chance work environment here that SLU is doing a wonderful program on too that is has some great resources that we can tap into. What is
0: second chance work?
1: It's people that have maybe not always had the best of luck and have found themselves in a little bit of trouble. It could be something for something very minor, maybe they've served some time in jail for a month or two, but now they're out. And once you get that, some employers look at that as, Oh, that's a check mark, forget it. I don't even want to talk to them. Well, you know what? Some people need a second chance.
0: Well, and I think in what we're finding with AGC Missouri is that the veterans organizations and the incarcerated population, the folks who are trying to put their lives back together, are a great source of talent once you get past that mindset. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
0: And I'm sure you see that when you're doing evaluation of those folks, Mm -hmm. you normally find a lot of good folks there.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's part of our discovery with organizations to find out where might some of their roadblocks be and where might we be able to help them see something a little bit different that maybe they've never looked at it before.
0: What's a good success story you have to share?
1: (laughs) We've got a company right now that we've worked with. It's a local store in uh, the St. Charles area, and uh, she was really struggling to find great people. And so I actually met with her and we talked about second chance employment. And also there's an organization here in town called Independent Center, and they work with adults who may have some learning challenges and that they maybe just need a little bit of extra support. Um, And we connected her with those two great organizations and she's putting some different procedures in place within her store that she can actually accommodate some different needs and accommodate some disabilities that she never really would have looked at before. Um, And she's hired some really great team members and now she's able to add hours, which then adds revenue to her store and her business and she can continue to grow.
0: So you can really come in as a third party consultant, analyze the situation, cut through some of the preconceived notions people may have you can make the connections with different employment sources Mm -hmm. and perhaps help them redesign some of the things they are currently doing to overcome that fit.
1: Absolutely. We also like to say we take all the busy work off. Hiring takes time.
0: Yes, it does.
1: It's very time consuming. And so we take all of that off um, an employer and we do all the busy work. We manage all the online platforms. We manage all the communication. We write the job ads. We'll do all of that for them so they don't have to worry about it. We get the their vision from them and then we take that vision and put it into the reality and make it happen for them.
0: Uh, I know a lot of people in the service industry are really struggling mm-hmm. right now. And construction is a service industry, quite frankly. I mean, That is really a challenge for those folks to find anybody right now. Are you having any experience in that part of the economy?
1: You know, we haven't done a whole lot with restaurants, to be honest. We had a restaurant client last year that we were doing some hiring and leadership with. They're just trying so hard to get their bearings back again. They work so hard just to stay in business and stay open and so now they're just trying to regroup a little bit of the money that they've lost, and hopefully they'll continue to grow. It just It's just such a shame to see some of those great organizations that are no longer.
0: And quite frankly, construction is somewhat at the other end of the spectrum as an essential occupation. It's really been a challenge to meet the owner needs. That's something we hear about as a trade association every day is our folks are fearful that weather's going to break, things are going to get better, and I'm not going to be able to have the people to fulfill the contracts I've signed.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? I need the great people to do the projects, but then I'm also a little fearful that something might turn around and you know what we got to do what we need to do for today and then maybe look at our talent on what are some other resources that we can do and are we looking at it from a sales perspective to make sure too that we're continually getting that those new jobs in and we're taking care of our team and we're servicing the community in return
0: and that's when i call kimberly to make sure that i've got the right team structure in place i've got the right folks coming in the door and I guess there's also a, an aspect of retention that you get involved yes. in.
1: Yes, absolutely. There's an interesting statistic that 33% of people will decide whether they're going to stay at a job the very first day.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: So some will stay.
0: First impressions.
1: First impression. They quit. They stayed, but they quit You know, day two because they're looking for another job. That's the worst that you can have happen. Or they absolutely have a great first impression and they love it so to really help an organization to say doesn't matter the role it can be a vice president it can be someone you know a janitor it does not matter the role we still want to treat them equally give them all the tools and set them up for success from day one and we want them to walk out that door calling their most important person to them saying this is an awesome job and I'm so glad I took this
0: how much credence do you give to the Jim Collins get the right people on the bus and then figure it out later model?
1: <laughs> yeah, his uh seventy, thirty, ten, 10 uh, yeah, very familiar with the book. You know, that's a it's an older book, but there is some some validity to that, but then there's also you have to balance it out, I think. We're big believers in don't hire one person for one job, don't put that into one peg. Look at what else can this person potentially do for me. What tools can I give them to develop them and make sure that they're a team member for life? Because maybe I hired somebody in at one role, but six months later they can be a, a different role. They can continue to move up, which then helps our organization in the long run too. How do we invest in our team so that we're not hiring all the time
0: right well Kimberly I think in a construction industry it seems like build a team consultants is in the right place at the right time because I know I hear about it every day I need a project manager I need this I need that I need somebody to do this sounds like you're in the right spot and I can reach you at buildateamconsultants.com that's mm-hmm. your website it is and we'll help our members solve some problems.
1: That sounds great. Thank you, Lynn, for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.